I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're the guys from that film studio, and this is our latest episode where we look at some of the most recent news stories from the world of film and television. In today's show, we have a trailer for Justice League War World, Captain America 4 gets a new title, new live-action Spider-Man movies might be on their way, and Superman and Lois will return. Before we get into it, make sure you subscribe and download this podcast on SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you can find us, and feel free to leave us a review. And follow us on social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as that Film Studio Podcast. So, Luke, how about you kick things off? What is our first movie topic? The trailer for Justice League War World turns Wonder Woman into an Old West outlaw, Batman into a dinosaur fighting warrior, and Superman into a noir detective. Honestly, did not see this coming. This is all <laughs> part of the Tomorrowverse, which started with Superman, Man of Tomorrow, Batman, Long Halloween Part 1 and 2. We've got that legion of superhero movies, the JSA movie with The Flash. So all these movies have been interconnected. But this film was said to be the first time in this new shared continuity where the Justice League come together and i'm talking the trinity of superman batman and wonder woman but this is how they're doing it <laughs> they're split <laughs> through time oh, it's but <laughs> hey i i like the look of this trailer what about you i mean as a, as a justice league movie um it's interesting to i mean at least what this trailer is pitching is that the focus will be on the trinity which is kind of cool i'm like i think sometimes just especially for this I guess what we're calling it, early days in this continuity is that let's, yeah, let's just keep it on the three. Let's have that focus. The It is obviously going to be pretty bizarre seeing these alternative versions of them and all that kind of stuff. But, I mean, this was sort of teased at the, I can't remember which movie. It, was it the Supergirl one? And when was, I say the Supergirl one, you yeah, know Yeah, I mean. it was the, Legion of Superheroes. But was this teased? No, this wasn't. It was another thing that was teased where oh, they, yeah, that's oh, I don't want to give a spoiler actually, but something happened oh. at the end of that movie. Oh, it looked pretty Wonder grim Woman, for the Justice League. Let's just say Well, <laughs> it, it looked pretty grim for Superman and Batman. This movie is the first time we're actually seeing Wonder Woman. She's not been... Oh, that's a good point. Oh, then again, actually, you know what I'm we, thinking? we got the Earth 2 Wonder Woman in the JSA Flash movie. Right. I'm thinking of you showed me the well the potential cover art for, for this, right. like the poster kind of thing, and that's where I was like, oh, they're doing like alternate. That's where I'm. I'm like, ah, oh, yeah, I already had this information before I watched this trailer. But again, watching this, look, it looks pretty crazy. Um, I'm I'm trying to think whether my anticipation for this has increased, decreased, or sort of stayed around the same. Um, it probably hasn't increased, I'll tell you that, but not necessarily because this is a bad trailer or this is presenting something. I think I'm just a little bit, like, a little lost for words in terms of, like, what is this going to be? And it's this whole approach to this this new sort of continuity where it's like they kind of just throw in different types of movies and different character, like, focal characters I guess in an order that just goes against all sort of predetermined formula that I might have had in my head, you know, like you think, you, well, I mean, they kind of did start with Superman, but you think like, okay, then I have a Batman and a Wonder Woman and then this and then bring in Supergirl or bring in that. But it's just like, 
this first, like you said, this first Justice League movie will be them all over the place, different alternative versions of themselves, and I'm sure we will get like the what we're familiar with. Yeah, I mean, I certain points of this movie, but I I like this. I like this approach. What we're getting in the trailer, but what you would expect them to do, I think we're going to get that as well. So how I reckon maybe the first half is going to be them because we do see the Superman costume. It's no longer black and white for Clark, so we we're going to see that they're not going to keep. We're going to see him right, yeah, apart forever. So they're going to start separated or maybe start together, then separate, but. The the versions of the characters, like you know, I've been reading DC comics since I was a kid. So what I'm seeing in this, although it's an unconventional approach for a movie, I've I've read these types of stories before. Like when yeah. when Final Crisis happened, the 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 series written by Grant Morrison, Batman was killed by Darkseid. But what actually happened when he got hit by Darkseid's Omega Beams, he didn't actually die. He just got sent back in time. And then they did a miniseries, and each series was Batman in a different period of time. And the first issue, I think it was called The Return of Bruce Wayne, the first issue, how Batman looks in this trailer, that's how he looked in that in that comic. So again, it's familiar, but at the same time, they're going to put their own spin on it. So... I kind of like that they're not just doing a straightforward Justice League movie. They seem to be doing something well, a bit different. You've got Mongol, you've got War World. I did, I mean, I'm going to reiterate it here. With the with this current continuity of these animated DC films, I haven't been having the best time. Apart from that first Superman movie that they brought out, like I was like, "Cool, this is sick. This is I'm on board." And then since then, it's been like, "Oh, oh no, no." I mean, we're going on this journey together. You did like Batman: The Long Halloween. Oh yeah, and that one was in the continuity, wasn't it? That's part of this continuity. The one yeah. I left out was Green Lantern: Beware My Power. That one lost me a little bit as well. I think it was just mm. too much space opera. Although I do like Green Lantern, yeah, as a character. But then it was like that. That. I'm, I'm still going to call it the Supergirl movie. Because it um, is. <laughs> but I think, didn't I say after that one, I was like, look, if if this war world is, it doesn't work for me, I might need to tap out. I might just be like, I'm done. I mean, to be honest. <laughs> so, we, high stakes. This is yes. dramatic. What happens when this we, comes out? We've skipped one. We have skipped a DC animated movie. I watched it. <laughs> I had a feeling you weren't too keen. I'm like, do you know what? We can pass on it. I'm talking about the Justice League Ruby crossover. So we missed that one. So we've and that one wasn't in continuity, right? That was that not was in continuity. Own... That was yeah. yeah, that was a standalone, and and, and it was part one as well. Weird, we've had some part two is coming. Like some of the crossover kind of things, except for that Scooby Doo one. That was fun. Kind of yeah, that was fun. But bit now. Anywho. All right, we'll jump over to, um, I don't know, an actual movie. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> Captain America. So Captain America 4, we should say, um, New World Order. It has been retitled to Captain America, Brave New World. So, I mean, I th- it, it, there's probably a very clear, obvious reason for for the title change. Um, you know, there's there's a bit of... There's a bit of meaning behind like sort of the term or the phrase of 
New World Order. So I think they do avoid a few sort of controversies and, and things if they do change it. And I like what they've kind of done here. If you look at, you know, the phrase of New World Order or also the conspiracy theory, you know, it relates to, I guess, like the secretly emerging totalitarian world government kind of stuff. So I think with all of that, with that kind of, I think they've tried to sort of go, oh, that's not actually what we're kind of doing. We want to kind of do something else. And what they've done here, I like it. They've changed one word, flipped it around a little bit, kind of has the same sort of, I guess, meaning I think they were trying to go for, which is like, hey, this is a new world, new landscape that we're playing in with this new Captain America character. Um, yeah, I'm... I'm all for it. I'm like, yeah, it's fine. Perfectly all good. They haven't changed it to something dramatically dramatic like, I don't know, Attack of the Scrolls or something crazy. Like it's, yeah. no, it's, it's I like it. It um it sounds more optimistic, doesn't it? Brave New World. <laughs> yeah. New World Order sounds a bit like a dictatorship. So I can Well, I that's can... it. That's it. It's like yeah. uh, there's something yeah. Ah, the 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 new black guys, Captain America, and here comes the dictatorship. I don't know. I there's a lot of like is the movie going in some weird random direction obviously not it's it's doing something it's just yeah like you said positivity great stuff exactly um, we we also get some first behind the scenes looks at anthony mackie and harrison ford on set there's um a few little rumors and speculations going around um harrison ford's character is wearing you know pants uh the pants have rips in them People are like, oh, yeah, Red Hulk or whatever. Is it I mean, Red Hulk, Grey Hulk, one of the if Hulks? You, if you've read the comics, Thunderbolt Ross does become Red Hulk. The great thing about Ross becoming a Hulk, he keeps the moustache. So imagine the Incredible Hulk, <laughs> but red and with a moustache. That is what Red Hulk looks like. And somebody asked Ross... Not Ross, Ford. He's Ford. Somebody asked Harrison Ford, because you know he's doing press for the new Indiana Jones film, about could he possibly be Red Hulk in this Captain America movie? His response, what's a Red Hulk? Brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, whether he is in his downplaying or legitimately doesn't know, doesn't care. But what we're also getting in that picture, though, is a look at the new Captain America costume because they have made some changes. I didn't realise when watching Falcon and the Winter Soldier, apparently a lot of the times that you're seeing Anthony Mackie wearing the costume, it's CG. I don't know to what extent. Right. What we're getting in this movie is actually wearing a costume, like a movie quality costume. And I thought it looked pretty decent in the TV show. Well, even though we're just getting to see it from the side, I think it does look better. Isn't it interesting that it's like, well, I get, it actually probably makes more sense in the, in the TV series. It was only on screen for quite a short amount of time, but they went with CG, probably the cheaper, easier option. Whereas now full movie budget, we'll just make the suit. <laughs> like, here you go, you can wear it. It's always uh, the better choice. Always uh, the better choice. Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse producer Amy Pascal says a Spider-Woman and live-action Miles Morales movie are in the works. 
<laughs> okay. I mean, that's that's all we know at the moment. But, you know, she's going to be asked questions in relation, you know, or when doing press for Across the Spider-Verse. And she could have been asked, hey, what about a live action Spider-Woman? Miles Morales. And she said, sure. (laughs) They're in the works. Testing the waters. Context. and, And I think we need the direct actual quote to to really gauge what what's going on here but i mean look if anyone was to know i think you know she probably would be the one to do it but let's let's for the sake of this story assume that we are we are getting these movies now the track record of sony's sort of spider-verse spider or spider universe of movies or whatever the hell they're called the venoms the the morbius venom has its fans not really so much us. I mean, I, I think you'd probably like Venom more than, than I did, but and there's Morbius. The first half is... of the first movie of Venom. Oh, yeah. Sequel. Sure. The second half of the first Venom movie, no. The sequel, no. Morbius, <laughs> absolutely not. So we, they started strong. They did. Pretty the much first half of the now. first movie. If well, we at don't least count they were to do these ones, yeah. these wouldn't technically be spider-man less in uh, in the traditional sense you would have a miles morales spider-man you would have i'm assuming this would be like the the gwen stacy like the into the spider-verse across the spider-verse character that spider-woman that they're i know she goes by different names ghost spider oh i whatever. hate that. i hate ghost yeah, spider i mean when she first appeared in comics the name of the comic was spider gwen the character, I mean, what the character That's has become now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, absolutely. But it was just sort of like, I think it was like a miniseries, Edge of Spider-Verse, way before the movies. I think that's what it was called. And the character just took off. And it just, you know, it becomes something way more than anybody could have first anticipated. But Spider-Woman is Jessica Drew, and we do get her in Across the Spider-Verse. So are they calling but then that's like, that's like when... Spider Woman. Spider Man is Peter Parker when there's many, many Spider Man. That's so, true. I mean, I mean, if we got these characters in live action next year, we're going to get Beyond the Spider Verse. It's a planned trilogy. It makes sense for this to be the next thing to happen. Hey, that, I mean, who knows where things will go with that? Maybe it'll, maybe it'll lead into some live, live action versions of. Of these characters, who knows? Beyond, beyond the spot. Yeah, who knows? Jason Statham and Sylvester Stallone are joined by Fifty Cent, Megan Fox, Tony Jaa, Iko Uwas, and more in the new trailer for The Expendables Four. Now, look, I, I've, I, I can't remember. If I saw the third one. I think I've only seen the first two. I don't even remember what they're about. Like, I know the general idea, like, they're old action dudes coming back, doing their thing. The team, the the team are mercenaries for hire, but they only go after the bad guys. And and you're right. Like, when Stallone was casting these movies, it was a case of bringing back Dolph Lundgren and just bringing back, you know, the old action stars and maybe putting them on screen. For the first I don't time, any of the actual plot. I just remember 
the action's crazy, you know, like there's a whole bunch of one-liners and stuff here and there, as you would expect. That's part of the charm. I legit have no idea what the actual unfolding story is. Maybe I was drunk. I don't know. <laughs> but... American mercenaries go to a foreign country. Oh, that's it. A lot right, of people okay, yeah, easy. go easy. back home, drink beer, hang out. I mean, look, <laughs> they're the movies. I, 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 Without, I'm pretty sure I haven't watched the third one. I'm pretty, I'm pretty confident. But I, I checked out this trailer anyway for this fourth one. All I can say is that, okay, number one, Megan Fox is damn, and this trailer looks fun. Like, if anything, again, just here for the action, like the badass actors that are here doing their things. It looks fun. It looks like a lot of crazy, crazy shit happening, and that's really all I can, I can say about it. I'm. I think the only thing that sets up any sort of story is that Sylvester Stallone rocks up and is like, yeah, there's a situation. And then it's like, okay, cool. Now they have to go. Okay. That's all we need to know. They've got to now go and deal with that situation. Yeah. Boom, 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 boom. That's the setup. Lots of explosions. I mean, to, to use the <laughs> character names, which I love Stallone as Barney Ross knocks on the door of Lee Christmas Played by Christmas, Jason Statham. 80s, 90s action films, noughties. I love action films. And these guys getting together when they first did The Expendables over at Sounds Like Comics, we have just reviewed that first movie. I was so excited, enjoyed that movie. And with the second one, I felt like the second one really delivered on the promise of what The Expendables was going to be. The second one for me is by far the best one. It is incredible. It even gives us Chuck Norris. Like There is so much <laughs> happening in that second movie. The third one is a bit of a letdown. Here in Australia, one and two. Well, in fact, I think the first one might even be R-rated here in Australia, and then maybe MA for the second one. When they got to the third one, it's an M and they brought in younger actors like Ronda Rousey. She's in it. So it's like, it's supposed to be the old guys coming back, but they brought some young blood in with the third one M rating here in Australia. And it wasn't as good. Although it gave us Antonio Banderas um, of the second one where Jean-Claude Van Damme, his villain, the name of his character, Villain. <laughs> it's incredible. Yeah. Love the second one. The fourth one, oh, I've got to be honest, I watched the trailer and I don't know, I'm going to watch it, but it kind of, it feels like the first three and, and the issues that I do have with that third one, the first three do feel theatrical. The fourth one, it feels a little bit like it's slipping into home release territory. You know when right. they did escape plan with Arnie Stallone together, like, you know, co-leads. That film was really good. Then they did escape plan two and three, and they're shocking. Yeah. I mean, hey, I might be I might be surprised. The, the cast is there. You mentioned the, the additions. We've got Statham coming back, uh, Stallone. Hmm. I'll watch I it. Think what's... I think there might be a little, uh, like, an interesting point there. It's like, whereas those first, at least the first two, you know, like, they, they really were selling the bring back those old, you know, 
80s action stars and and put them in a thing and just basically just play just play with them let them let them run rampant like watching this trailer it's kind of like oh you know it kind of feels like a Sylvester Stallone and Jason Statham movie with it does and Dolph is there other actors yeah and Dolph's there that's that's true that's not where expendable start. I don't know. It just you know, yeah, yeah like Terry Crews. It doesn't feel like that anymore. No, like, it doesn't. This one, it just it, feels like an action movie. And again, what I'm seeing in this, it, it, it actually looks again pretty crazy. It looks pretty fun. Like I'm like, uh, I mean, there's some things feel... to like. I like the spelling of the movie. They replaced the A with a number four. That's I do love fun. that. That is, and the tagline <laughs> is one of my favorites in a long time they'll die when they're dead brilliant i mean accurate yeah it is but it's just yeah yeah, i mean it makes no sense i mean in fact no it makes perfect sense because you absolutely will die when you're dead (laughs) well you'll be you'll be dead when you die that's i like it so the the tagline feels very very expendables i mean stallone has said this is going to be his last one we get and stallone in the credits on this one and he's saying he's gonna pass the baton off to statham but i don't know maybe four could be the last one they do or maybe they continue hmm. but again i will be watching this movie that is not what i'm saying I'll absolutely watch it <laughs> it just got concerned dwayne johnson will reprise his role as luke hobbs in a new Bast Saga spin-off film set after the events of Bast X. There's been conflicting reports on this. They're saying it's not necessarily going to be in part two of Fast X. It's going to be its own thing, but they're also saying that Hobbs has issues or beef with Dante (laughs) Reyes, played by Jason Momoa, so it makes sense for him to be a part of it. We're told that, I mean, remember that very public feud between Vin Diesel and Dwayne Johnson, and all these years later, they've since made up. I don't even know if that's real or not anymore. Like... I, don't, I don't even know what's real. <laughs> but what I do know <laughs> is that in some, in however they put it together, Hobbs is back. <laughs> what they're saying, it's not going to be a sequel to Hobbs and Shaw. They're not really saying what it is, really. They're just saying that Johnson will reprise his role, whether it's in Fast X2, whether it's in another spin-off. Yeah. Either way, if they Johnson's if back. they do it, I, I think they potentially could be. Now I'm, I'm trying to avoid going into any sort of spoiler territory here, but I don't think it's been publicly acknowledged anyway. Look. I mean, he does show up. I won't say sort of where, but he does show up in Fast X in some capacity. What, but very, very briefly, what we could see potentially if this movie is real and happens, maybe like sort of a few events leading up to that point, and then maybe a little bit afterwards, which sort of sets up Fast Eleven, and then have them all together again. So. Hobbs comes into Fast 11 and the story sort of continue and maybe we'll get a little bit more backstory even further on 
you know, stuff with Dante and stuff. Oh, yeah, who knows? Who, we don't know. I, know. I mean, is it even Fast 11? Or is it Fast I mean, X2? Or is it Fast XX? We don't know what's happening. Like, is this the second part of the trilogy that this is... I don't know. Oh, who knows? But look, in terms of, like, the box office of Fast X, like, we're sitting around, like, the mid-600 million sort of mark, and this movie was very, very expensive ad marketing costs, all that kind of stuff. You know, it's sort of teetering around that profitable kind of point. I, I swear, dead said, they must be having conversations at this point of time being like, what is our game plan for this franchise? Like, they're probably, I'd probably say, look, they are going to at least conclude with that 11th film to sort of finish up this storyline, at least at it as a minimum. But they're probably having a conversation about, look, it's, we're probably not going to spend as much money on it. Are we doing a 12th movie or a 13th movie or whatever you want to call it? Uh, I, that's well, it, it, was, it was Vin Diesel saying a 13th movie as Fast X as, as a trilogy. Universal yeah. is saying we're going to do Fast X in part two. And then Vin is on the red carpet in Rome saying trilogy. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You know, and it was in, in the media as well. Uh, Apparently, Vin Diesel wasn't happy with Jason Momoa upstaging him as the scenery chewing villain Dante Reyes. Where <laughs> you know Vin's come out and said, "No, nah, that's fine. We've got we've, we've got no issues. It's all good." Oh, I don't know. It's <laughs> probably the best part of the movie, but um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, that'll do it for the the our main talking points of movie news. But there's a few other things that we just want to brush through and have a quick chat about. Um, a new animated Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles series is reportedly in the works at Paramount Plus, taking place after the upcoming Mutant Mayhem movie. Well, I hope the movie's good. <laughs> the movie does look good. And, you know, it does look good. we've praised many times on this podcast the animation of Into the Spider-Verse, Across the Spider-Verse, and although it's not the same thing, I was getting a similar vibe, just like we did with Mitchell's versus the Machines, where it's like, hey, this animation looks totally different. different. Yeah. Exactly right. This seems Hopefully that would though. transcend into the series. Well, but obviously well, they've got I know, plans. but the movie's not I even out. Franchise. The movie's not even out. And, and and I get it. Nickelodeon, Paramount, Paramount Plus. Well, you remember you remember the day when it was like an animated or a kids movie would come out, but then like you'd have a series like following, whether it was a live action movie turned into an animated series or something. It's like everything had the series. You know, you had a Disney movie and then it's like, well, I know, here's the series. Hercules, the Little film, Mermaid, Aladdin. Yeah, all that. But the film came out first and then they did a series. This is like, mm. anyway, I, I mean, the look of the movie from the trailers that we've seen, it looks fantastic. I don't think they can recreate that for a whole series 20 minute episodes yeah. so it's maybe it's going to be different animation style but set within the world that's set up in yeah. in this movie i mean they obviously have confidence in this first film uh, to be able to say that hey we're going to continue to do spin-offs or a tv series but um yeah okay cool pedro pascal and paul rudd have been offered roles in an Anaconda reboot. I didn't even know this was this was going to be 
a thing. It's the news. The Anaconda reboot, really? <laughs> Tell you, I... Like, that, that first movie, it gets me. Like, it's when you've got the Anaconda, Owen oh, Wilson, John yeah. Voight. I mean, great cast. Anacondas. What is it? The the Hunt for the Orchid or whatever it is, the sequel. Ah, oh, man. I watched the sequel in the cinema. And I watched it again recently at home. It looks shocking. I don't remember it looking as bad as it looks watching it recently. But yeah, they're, no. they're looking to reboot it. And if these are going to be two of the actors, because I'm kind of hoping they can go back to what they did in that first movie. Jennifer Lopez, Ice Cube, like give us some big stars and an expensive looking B movie. That would be fun. Do you know what I like about that? Like, and this goes for any sort of like, you know, monster movie or like, you know, some sort of, or even like slasher films and stuff, where it's like you kind of can predict the order of death in, in most instances, or at least the general like trend of it. In that first Anaconda movie, it was like deaths were happening and it was like, oh, they killed that person off. Okay. Oh, and then it's like the ones that you end up with at the end, you're like, how are these the last two standing? Like, <laughs> yeah, what? <yeah>. what? <laughs> like, why is that guy not dead yet? Um, but I do I do yeah. like that first film. It, it makes me have a little bit like, do you have to reboot it? Can you not just do like another Anaconda just movie? another one. With just call it Anaconda. Like, you know, like, a snake. like Halloween. It's, it's... They just called it Halloween. Like they did that first movie. <laughs> But they're going to reboot it, so they're going to recast the snake, I guess. Yes. Speaking of movies that haven't been uh, rebooted, that just continued, the Ghostbusters Afterlife sequel um, gets a chilling new logo. It's essentially the same logo, so which is good, but it's all scratched up or frosty or whatever well, the hell it, it is. I think frosty. It's I think it's it, looks, is it frosty? It looks like it's ice. A- I'm thinking winter in New York. So that's because ah. we're back in New York for this. And when's this which, coming out? Is this like a November this year? This year, whether it's November, December, so it's going to be Christmas. summer for us, but in the but, US yeah. and the UK, it's going to be winter. <laughs> so the, and of course, in New York. Yeah, there you go. Done. And Paul Rudd, he's back. There you go. Here's <laughs> the connection oh, to the previous. Previous story. Go. That would have been a better. Segway, but uh, next time. But this this teaser poster was released on Ghostbusters Day. Now it's an a day that is celebrated annually, and it's the release of Ghostbusters in 1984. Now always forget it shares an anniversary with Gremlins. That movie was released on the <laughs> same day in 1984, which I still find incredible. But Ghostbusters Day, and I'm not thinking, wow, what are we going to get? We got this teaser poster. We got a couple of sound bites from the cast, and we got an update on a afterlife continuity dark horse comic book. That was it. I honestly thought, oh, we got the TikTok video of the McKenna actress Grace McKenna Grace. Yeah. We got to see her in costume in the firehouse. That was fun, but I, I don't know. I kind of felt like. They were going to make more of Gospels today. You know, the year that they get in another movie on the big screen. But anyway, Hocus Pocus 3 is in development at Disney. Did not see this coming. After that first movie and loving it for so many years, I was excited for the sequel. And then I watched it. Anyway, what are your thoughts? 
I think we spoke about this last year, didn't we? Was it last year? We did that when like we of, reviewed it, yeah. That was just a bad experience of watching a movie. I just did not enjoy watching it. I didn't enjoy what I was doing whilst watching it. I don't know. I just wanted it to end. It was, yeah, it was just a crap movie. Like, look, nothing overtly offensive about it. It just was not a great movie. Look, maybe they can redeem themselves with a third film. Will I give it a chance? I don't know. Maybe because my wife will just be like, yeah, we'll watch it. And I'll just sit through it and endure it. I don't know. Bring a and to scroll on my phone. I don't care. Disney Plus. You're not leaving the house. <laughs> it's yeah. not a big commitment. Yeah, I I don't know. That, the argument could be made, and, and it comes up a lot. What was it, 93 or early 90s when that first Hocus Pocus film came out? I mean, I'd have been like nine, ten years old. You'd have been a lot younger. But watching it as a kid and then just movies that you grow up with and then you grow a fondness for and you don't necessarily the see the things I, that aren't I, working, you just embrace it. I never I never watched Hocus Pocus as a kid. It was one I came to later. Right. Okay. It, was, it was like, it was one that everyone had watched and it was like, oh, this is something I need to check out. And I was like, no, there's a charm because I like it. I, you know, not, I, not in love with it or anything, but it's like, it's a, you know, Hocus Pocus is a pretty decent little movie. And I can see the appeal and all of that. Then just watching that second one, I was like, no, this is nothing close to what that no, first it's, one was. it's not. But then, well, what I was just saying there, I watched both movies with my kids, aged five and ten. Both liked it. They liked yeah. it. But then the movie opens with the Sanderson sisters as kids. So maybe that's more of an in for in. a young audience. But they they do prefer the first one. Uh, the the dance number, put a spell on you. They really like that. I mean, after they first watched yeah. that movie, that's all we played in the car. Like the original <laughs> song. It was just on repeat. Like they absolutely loved it. But they're, they're, doing, they're doing a third one. I mean, streaming, we just don't know. We don't know. We don't know what numbers they see, what they deem as a success, but we're getting a a third Hocus Pocus movie. Yeah. All right. Mandy Moore and Kamal Nanjiani are set to play grieving parents in a new time travel-based Insidious movie. Yes, please. That sounds great. <laughs> sounds great. We're about to get the fourth movie, the directorial debut of Patrick Wilson, What's it called? The Last Door or something about a red door? But that's coming out very soon. Isn't it like the red key or something? The red door. It's the red, the red door. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, sure. the, the, the first poster key. was a red door. So I thought I thought last door. Anyway. Yes. <laughs> the last no, the red door. I'm gonna say it again. <laughs> but this is gonna be another insidious film. I do like them. I mean, that's what James Wan was doing before The Conjuring. We've got the first one, the second one, Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne. The third one was a prequel. Lin Shay came back for that. But now this is Patrick Wilson, Rose Byrne coming back for the first time since that second movie. Oh, no, that's what the, the Red Door's going to be. This is a whole new thing. You take over. <laughs> um. I like them. I like the Insidious movies. Um, I hope the Red Door is good. 
interesting to see time travel in in this one that's coming out late well, anyway i completely got sure. sidetracked by the movie that we're getting <laughs> this year by this movie that's coming it, well, i like you know what? i like the actors i like announcing stuff about the movie after the one that's still yet to come out like absolutely I, I do that. i'm not going to blame myself it's sony's fault they should have sat on this news until the red door was out I'm I'm that angry. I'm gonna I'm gonna say no more movie news. Let's just go into TV news. <laughs> Superman and Lois will return to the CW for a ten episode fourth season. They really waited until the last minute. It got to the point where the cutoff had almost happened. Anything that they were going to announce would have been announced. Most people, myself included, was waiting on news of Superman and Lois, which has been a big hit for the CW. The Flash has ended. Superman and Lois distanced itself from the CW and had its own universe, and it was its own thing. But there'd been no news. But this show had been a hit for the CW. It had been a hit on HBO Max in the US. It's a really good show. I love this show, but there's been budget cuts. And all the shake-ups at DC Studios, the whole thing where movies, TV, video games, animation, they're going to have the same actors across every medium. It did have me worried for Superman and Lois. And just here is the only show pretty much surviving this, all of these cuts. And Harley Quinn, the animated show. Right. right. That one's surviving, but not a lot. All the other ones have gone. But not only is it a reduced episode run, budget cuts, and as a result, seven cast members have been cut. I'm talking Dylan Walsh as General Sam Lane. So many actors, like you've got Lana Lang, her husband, her daughters. You've got Wolf Parks as Superman's ally. John Henry Irons, his daughter, Nat. So many cast members are not coming back. Even the chick that works at the at the Gazette. Yep. Like, now <laughs> she I mean she's gone. I I mean I haven't I haven't started season three yet. Waiting for it to all sort of be released because I think there's a few episodes left to come out on binge before I, before I get into it. But um, I mean, I'm not sure how that's going to end. But like, do they leave Smallville? Because I feel like that's the only way this happens. Like, I mean, <laughs> we spend time with diff, you know, quite a few people in Smallville. What they're going to be doing. What they're going to look at doing is having it just be on like the core Kent family. And then, I mean, there's other people coming back. Like, we've not had him yet, but Michael Cuddles has been cast as Lex Luthor. He is going to be introduced in season three. He's been made a series regular in season four. That bit of the news has me a little bit excited because that sounds like a right. Okay. So because you've got all the that the soap opera drama that comes with 
a CW show. It's not as much in Superman and Lois as you got with the Arrowverse, but it's still there. It's Superman, family drama, and hopefully they don't lose all of that because family drama is at the heart of season three. Season one, I loved. Season two, a bit of a misstep. Season three is incredible so far. Really enjoying it. But if they can say with season four, they're going to tighten it to 10 episodes and have Lex Luthor as a series regular, that excites me. I mean, they must go back to Metropolis or something. Have Which, all these characters yes. just disappear. That's... And they are doing I mean, that. Season know. three, they are back and forward to Metropolis. They're spending time in right. Suicide Slum, which was big in the comics in the 90s. But it is a big change. But if the alternative would be the show not coming back for a fourth season, that would have been very, it's, very disappointing. It's still an opportunity to, to wrap it up and give the show a send-off. Wrap it up. And bow. That's it. They're not saying it. These are definitely going to be the last. It feels like a fourth and final season. Nobody's saying that, but that is definitely what it feels like. Yeah. All right. Um, I mean, kind of hinted at it. This isn't Superman and Lois. This isn't the Harley Quinn animated show. CW cancels Gotham Knights after just one season. You know, it's been said that this is the cheapest CW-produced DC show they've ever done. I believe it. I I think I've done maybe three, and I've got to be honest, I'm going to do the whole thing, and I will do a full review for Sounds Like Comics. But, oh, man, this show is a struggle. There is some bright sparks. There is some novel things. What happens to Batman in the first episode? Oh, man. Ah, Misha Collins as Harvey Dent. I do like that casting. So there is some things to like, but when it was announced that they've cancelled it, I'm like, yep, that sounds about right. Sounds like a great show. Um, I'll really really miss it. (laughs) We both have Binge. You can watch it. It's on Binge. (laughs) I did see it. Um, you just didn't watch did it. See it. <laughs> Marvel's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur casts Edward James Almos as the voice of Molecule Man, who will serve as season two's main villain. When season one dropped, I added it to my list on Disney Plus because well, I thought my youngest might like to watch it. I haven't yep. started it, but I thought it worth mentioning that it's still going. Like some Marvel shows are still going. You know, apparently we're getting a second season of Hitmonkey. I kind of figured Hulu and all of that, sure. it would change things. But some Marvel shows are still being produced that aren't connected in any way to MCU that you can find on Disney+. Plus. Oh, interesting. Look, I'll look. My, my youngest is a lot younger than your youngest but i thought hey look there's a dinosaur in it i'll get him on board little two and a half year old um no i couldn't make it through the first episode so i just haven't i haven't brought myself to watch it by myself so i i think my youngest would would watch it but for her like if we're gonna at the moment if we're gonna put something on first thing she asks is there a girl in it like she's just watched 
she was watching Alvin and the Chipmunks, the the TV series that's on Netflix, the recent one. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, hey, they've made some live action movies. She only wanted to watch the fourth movie because there's girl chipmunks in it. So I think the second one onwards has the girls. Oh, really? She was watching the chipwrecked yeah. one. What the girls are in the second one? I have to tell her. Anyway, yeah. but from what, what I could in- see, <laughs> from what I could see, the chipwrecked one had the yeah. girls in it. So she was watching it. But point being, that's why she wants to watch it. So I think Moon Girl, sure. Devil Dinosaur, like your son, maybe. You know, he didn't want to watch it. The dinosaur could have been appealing enough, but I think, I mean, there's obviously an audience out there for it. They're coming back for a second season, so I'll, I'll give it a try with with her before the second season. All right, there's um there's some new photos from Ahsoka, which um I did not look at. Um, the Star Wars original series starts streaming August 23 on Disney+. Plus. According to a new inside report, Lucasfilm is not uh, is is not working on a second season, sorry, of The Book of Boba Fett. Um, not really any surprise there on that last point. Um, but should we go back to the Ahsoka photos, if you wanted to guide us through what they actually are, then maybe we can talk. About I mean, it's Rosario Dawson as Ahsoka in a new image. We've seen her previously, so we know what she what she looks same. like. So yep. the news is essentially, yes, we did get some new photos. The release date of the show is news, 23rd of August. But Book of Boba Fett, nobody was really waiting on a second season. Um so that was that. I mean, this is this is what's happened, right? I mean, first season of Mandalorian came out, loved it. You know, like the Star Wars universe was very almost divided. It was like you loved it, you hated it, whatever. Very lots of conflict. Everyone seemed pretty unanimous. We love the Mandalorian. We love little Grogu. It's great. Pedro Pascal is now everyone's Star Wars daddy in the most inappropriate way whatsoever. But you know, big fan. Like he he's blown up. Season two came along, just as fun. People liking it. Where are we going next? Awesome. Boba Fett was introduced into that. He was handled really well, I think. Good little tease for his little Joe. His show comes out. Man, that was a that was a hard watch to push and then through. Like it was... his his show got hijacked by the Mandalorian in two oh, of the, the best, best episodes of that show, <laughs> which I felt did. like. It felt like Disney wanted to reset the table ahead of season three of Mandalorian because they realized, hang on, we've separated Mando <laughs> and Grogu, two characters that viewers love seeing together. And how good would it be to feature them together in the marketing? Let's have two episodes of Book of Boba Fett where they reunite. It's, it's, a it's big, like, yeah, you it's start a season three of Mandalorian and it's like, if you didn't watch Book of Boba Fett, oh, how did this all happen? Whatever, not addressed. We do know <laughs> that Tamara Morrison, he's okay. Like, he's coming back, he's being cast as, uh, I think it's Rex, like one of the ex-Stormtroopers. Yes. He's coming yeah. back, he's going to be okay. With, with us not getting a second season of Boba Fett, the casualty here is Ming-Na Wen, who is bloody fantastic in everything that she does. I mean, but who's to say I that... Think Boba Fett, maybe and, uh, I've already forget her character's name, but um, they can still pop up in Mandalorian season four. Potentially, I mean, the idea is that they're building she... towards that. 
she movie. was a regular. I know, but she was a regular on this show. So she, you, you're right. She could pop up, and that that movie is an interesting thing. Like the same movie event, which we'll have to wait and see. While we've um, <laughs> we've got a lot of mileage out of these new photos from Ahsoka that only yeah, I've seen. <laughs> Made up uh, to my lack of prep. <laughs> NBC has cancelled Dwayne Johnson's sitcom Young Rock after three seasons. Hey, you know what? I, I started that show and I think I watched half of that first season. I was like, it's pretty good. This is all right. And then I kind of forgot about it. So I, yep, my bad. <laughs> I problem. watched the first season with the wife. We absolutely loved it. What we got from that show is what we got from the Goldbergs in those early seasons. And it was fantastic. Season two, watching that, still enjoying it, but for whatever reason, just we didn't stick with it. And there's, there's too many other shows. We didn't come back. <laughs> yeah. Finished season two, season three happened, and that's it. So I think we will catch up because it is a good show. I like the framing of the show. You've got the rock in the future, and then you've got him as a kid. You know, in the future clips, you've got him being interviewed by ex actor Randall Park. It's a funny show. I do, I do like it, but maybe just like us, other people just didn't. They didn't watch it, and mm. after three seasons, it is done. Yeah, that's it. So, and maybe I'll maybe I'll go revisit it. Um, all right, well, that concludes the news portion of our show. But we've got some recommends for you before we wrap it all up. So, what have you got for us? This week? I'm I'm going to recommend a documentary, Living with Chucky. I'd heard about it. For a while, I did intend on watching it, and I finally did. Filmmaker Kyra Elise Gardner explores the enduring appeal of the Child's Play franchise and his iconic killer doll, Chucky. I thought this documentary was fantastic. Really enjoyed it. It starts, as you would expect, you're going through all the movies not including the Mark Hamill reboot, but going through all the movies up until the Chuggy TV series. And it's like, okay, this is good. You know, we're getting some cool insights. But the reason why I'm recommending it, because it it then becomes something different. Now, it features interviews with cast and crew, such as Brad Dorff, who voices Chucky, Jennifer Tilly, Alex Vincent. He was Andy, the kid in the first movie. It comes back in, in the later sequels. Fiona Dorff, who's the daughter of Brad, creator Don Mancini, and, and more. But the hook for this, what the reason why I'm recommending it, it features personal film recounts from the cast and crew. And what's happened? So since these movies were first made from the 80s up until the most recent one, Cult of Chucky, and then the TV show, it's the same people. It's the same people behind the camera, in front of the camera. So what's happening? Like, just... To, so in, in the later movies, you've got Fiona's character. So her dad voiced Chucky. 
So you're getting her perspective, like she's grown up with child's play right. in her life. The director, Kyra, her dad did the props and like worked on, on the production. So she also grew up with Chucky in her life. So you're getting these like personal connections to this franchise. So it's not just a standard, hey, this is a thing. This is how it was made. It gets quite personal in the second half of it. And honestly, it is a really good documentary. So there you go. Living with Chucky. Sounds that's pretty good. Um, I'm going to tap into my uh, access of Apple TV Plus again and recommend something else from there. Hey, it's a uh, they're delivering goods. Um, this is a a new show again. It's, a, it's an early recommend, three episodes in, but um, I'm there. This is the Crowded Room, um, a psychological thriller mini series. Uh, this is actually created by Akiva Goldsman, who um, you probably recommend. Uh, probably sorry, not recommend you probably recognize from multiple movies and stuff producing writing credits and stuff like that um particularly recent star trek properties he's all he's all there um but this show it's inspired by the 1981 non-fiction novel the minds of billy uh milligan by daniel keys um we've got tom holland amanda seyfried emmy rosen plays tom holland's mom it's actually upsetting to know that she's that old now um uh, she can't be that can't be right I, it's weird she's obviously playing a young mum but it's, have it's they put it's, some grey in her hair at least uh, <laughs> after half a beer but still um, Sasha Lane Will Chase Leo Raz Lalia Robbins um, supporting cast okay basically what this is about right so it's it follows Danny Sullivan who is Tom Holland's character after he's arrested for his involvement in a New York City shooting in 1979 so this is very much like a period piece set in the in the 90s and then um, and all that um, Danny unveils his life through a series of interviews with the interrogator who's played by um, Amanda Seyfried um, and basically we get to dive into his mysterious past that led to this incident um, based on true events and stuff like that my wife actually is familiar with the backstory and stuff and i'm literally watching this at the end of the third episode i'm like like what actually happened like what is this show about i'm like is like does he like is has he killed people does he like will he kill people is he crazy like there's so many questions i've got um and i guess if you are familiar with this you, you probably know my wife's sitting there being like I know all the answers to these questions and I'm not going to tell you anything. And I think that's, that's great. I love the fact that this is based on real stuff and I don't know jack shit about it because I'm watching this and I don't know what's going on. It's, it's awesome. It's a really good show. The drama, the acting, I mean, Tom Holland's had a good run, obviously, you know, as Spidey, there's been roles that he's been doing. He's a great actor. We know that, but there are roles that he's been doing. And they haven't been great hits for him. This is something where he really gets to stretch his his chops a bit more. Um, I think he's like, even though it's on TV, like, you know, th there's some still some big names in in this show. So, so far, so good. I'm like, he's he's doing some great stuff, and and, and it's something yeah. very. It's a different role. It's a very different role to what you would expect. You know, you know, a little a young Peter Parker to be doing. Um, 
it's dark. It's it's dark. It's gritty. There's there's stuff in this. Uh, it's like, oh, this is a bit full on. But yeah, this is this has got me captivated. Where I'm like, oh, the episode's fifty five minutes long. That's okay because I'm keen. Usually that would put me off, and then you go, oh, like, I'm too tired. But no, that's and that <laughs> yeah. that speaks volumes. So I'm you know so the crowded room. What you said, like you know, talking about Tom Holland and you know his recent performances, saying that you know this is good, but you know even though it's on TV, that doesn't exist anymore. Like even though it's yeah, on that's TV, not a thing. And it's, it's, not, talking, it's not a thing anymore, think, and especially. When we're Apple talking TV. Apple TV, absolutely. <laughs> I've been in a position where I've had it for a year. I've had it for three months or whatever. So I've had periods of having it. I don't currently have it. I need to get it back because after party season two, and I need to watch <laughs> Ted Lasso season three. Yeah. It is great content. It is, it's definitely a less is more approach to streaming. Oh, I mean, They're going to on there. Barely. But the but things that the yes, exactly, yeah. I've, I mean, how many how many have been Apple TV Plus? But how many Netflix original films, oh, like TV it. series, will you just scroll past looking oh. for something to watch? Whereas like, I mean, Apple TV Plus, it's you know and the I, quality. I, mean, I, already, I went through like some of the like you know the half hour comedies that you know, on Apple Plus. I'm going through everything I've checked out so far, whether it be the half hour comedies or like the one hour dramas and stuff, there hasn't been anything I've put on where I'm like, oh, this shit ain't great. This ain't good. Or, mm. They've all been stellar. And I'm just like, oh, which one am I? I've, I've tested too many. And now I don't know what to watch. But this one was one where I was like, nah, like we are, we are churning through this. And then it was like, oh, they're weekly releases. Shit. So. <laughs> and they, that's how they get you. Yeah, They'll so, give you three so, so, and then you've got to wait. Yes, but that's okay. Happy to do so. Speculate, have conversations about you all know, fun stuff. Tom Holland has done an, a movie for Apple TV Plus, Cherry. That's on there. Yeah, so watch that. That was that's the that's the one with the drugs and stuff, right? Shaved head. Yeah. So you know, yeah. it has oh, you, you know, know. he has started to show show range. You know, my wife watched Uncharted the other day, and she was, oh, you know, it's pretty good. You know, for what it is. And I says to her, and she's oh, and she liked, you know, Tom Holland in it. And I says to her, but he does move like Spider-Man, doesn't he? She's like, yeah, he does. Yeah, he's playing. He is. Instincts, I think. (laughs) Well, it's just how he's been trained since Civil War to move a certain way when doing action. It's all part of his dancing, you know, background and stuff. It's all. It's all. It's all part of. Anyway, yes. Look, uh, (laughs) that's it. Um, for another episode of that film's stew. Don't know why I said it like that. But... Nope, me neither. <laughs> if you haven't already, check out our other shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics. Each of those shows also have their own Facebook pages. If you missed it, be sure to check out our recent review of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse and stay tuned for our upcoming review of The Flash. Thanks for joining us for another round of movie and TV news. You've been listening to Jason. And you've been listening to Luke. We're the guys from that film, Stu. See you soon.